AI and the law. Welcome back to Textonation. I'm Fred Fishkin. With us from Clear Brief is founder and CEO Jackie Schaefer. Hi, Jackie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, great to see you. And Clear Brief is a, a platform that utilizes AI, I understand, to assist attorneys in different types of cases. Tell us a bit of background. Yeah. So um, I'm, you know, a career litigator. I started out, you know, in big law, you know, massive law firm um, in New York, but I spent most of my career in government um, as an assistant attorney general in Alaska and Washington state. Um, I'm based in Seattle now. So we have, I feel like I have a bit of an untraditional background for the typical, you know, AI entrepreneur, but I experienced a problem that, you know, if you talk to any lawyer who goes to court, right? Like, the way that decisions are made in cases and the way that cases move forward is through the writing. That's our main way of communicating with the court. And there are just so many like tedious, painful tasks that, you know, lawyers and their teams, right? Like the paralegals, the legal assistants have to deal with in order to get something in the hands of the judge. So around, um, it was, you know, early 2020, I had been learning about AI um, and sort of realizing the potential to take away some of this pain and suffering from the legal profession and started the company. Um, and we are now, um, you know, we were recently named litigation product of the year. I'm really proud about that um, at Legal Week, which is like the largest legal tech conference. Um, and we're used by hundreds of law firms. And we're also used uh, by courts and government agencies, which is really, really cool. Um, and essentially it's a product that lives in Microsoft Word that lets you, as you write, see the underlying factual evidence that could support your idea. It also automatically displays the cases, the statutes. And then when you're done writing, it does a number of sort of like administrative tasks. And you can share this fully hyperlinked final product with your end reader, the judge. So that's what Clear Brief does. It sounds like it can save time and uh, really help you fashion a, a better brief, I suppose, more thorough. Yeah. And it's really about storytelling because, um, you know, anyone who's ever worked with lawyers knows that, um, you know, most of the, the lawyer's value is in taking this kind of like mess and this jumble of messy facts that they get from their client and turning it into a story that the, the judge can make sense of that fits neatly into the established law um, so that's where we really are helping use AI to help the lawyer get there faster. Now, uh, you were way ahead of the game. This is a few years ago before most of us, I think, had, had heard about the, this kind of AI, really. And what are some of the issues that that might arise with use, using the off-the-shelf stuff, ChatGPT or BARD, that kind of thing? So one of the issues with using um, ChatGPT, which is, you know, OpenAI's sort of public version, um, it will generate text for you based on different prompts. But there are very clear, you know, disclaimers like this is not accurate. It will make up stuff. It will do what's called hallucination. That's the scientific term um, for the, the AI making things up. And it will even make up cases that look like real case citations. Because in the law, that's also how lawyers communicate with each other and how, you know, lawyers communicate with the judge is through these kind of like, it looks like a, a name of a case and then a bunch of numbers. 
And that's referring to tell them where they can go find this case. And it turns out the AI just sort of like hallucinated that and made up um, things that looked like real case citations, but they were totally fake. And the lawyer even asked ChatGPT, like, are these real cases? And it was like, yeah. So that wasn't, you know, a shining moment for that lawyer <laughs> of, of using good judgment, because hopefully when we have professionals using AI tools, they're more aware of the limitations there. Um, but what happened was they filed this brief and the judge, you know, really came to the judge's attention that these were fake cases and they were ultimately sanctioned. So, yeah, I mean, using any kind of AI as a professional, you have to be aware of what it's good for and what it's not, you know, qualified to do. So, for example, um, the, you know, product like ClearBrief um, that my company provides, and there's several others um, that are really focused on the legal use case. Um, the developers and, you know, the companies that have built products that are really um, designed for a specific legal use case, um, we have created it so that it's difficult for the product to do that, or that it's not really even set up to um, leave an open-ended possibility for hallucinations. Um, so for example, one of the things that ClearBrief does is it will actually help you see what the evidence is behind any of your statements. And the AI will actually suggest other pages from across your evidence that could, that could in fact relate back to what you wrote. So it's really helping the lawyer, um, double check the truth of everything that they're submitting to the court. Um, so it's using AI to, <laughs> I guess, you know, address one of the pitfalls of AI generated text. But at the same time, I suppose, uh, like anything, it is only as good as the information that you're providing it with, right? Yeah, that's a that's very true. Um, so, for example, if you write a statement in your brief, um, you know, the um, supervisor sent her an inappropriate email, and you could actually use ClearBrief in Word to select that text, and the AI will will suggest different, you know, pages, maybe it's emails that you've uploaded into ClearBrief. If you haven't uploaded any juicy emails, though, it won't know, it won't have anything good to suggest. So um, that's how a closed sort of closed circuit AI system like ClearBrief is working um, to ensure that, you know, the suggestions that it makes will be real, but you have to give it the right universe to play with. Um, when it comes to, you know, AI like ChatGBT, um, it's pulling from the internet. So things may or may not be true. <laughs> so it sounds like uh, law firms and uh, as a result, their their clients are already benefiting from this technology that you have. Yeah, they are. Um, that's one, one of the things that um, I think is a little bit, um, you know, inflammatory about some of the news stories that you read where, you know, people are scared that, you know, AI is going to destroy the legal profession or, you know, we don't need lawyers anymore. It's like, well, we've actually had Never mind you know, the legal profession. They're saying it's going to destroy the world. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that too. Um, but, you know, the reality is we have AI, we've had sort of um, a type of AI called, you know, natural language processing that has been around for, you know, a little while now. And it's embedded already into a lot of the products that professionals use for, you know, 
complex writing. Um, so things like legal research, that's the basics of, of being a practicing lawyer. Um, you know, for the last couple decades, you know, it's been electronic and there, you know, in recent years, there has already been AI um, embedded into the legal research process. So um, AI is not like something that um, this is totally, totally brand new to um, to the legal profession. But what's what is new is that these large language models um, that are that's what what's running the AI behind the scenes. Um, they have really amazing, like sort of new capabilities of generating text, um, you know, so really sophisticated um, ways of making connections between when you're doing a search. And so we're able to like enhance um, the work that lawyers are doing by leveraging this new technology. Now, we've seen a, a lot of talk about the potential of AI uh, and you're talking about some of it here. But in, in other fields, like medicine, for instance, uh, and doctors being able to have all of this knowledge from all over the world, really, at, at their fingertips, perhaps. Uh, tell us what the future looks like from your perspective and how important this is. Yeah, I think that's one. My, my particular um, vision for how AI can be helpful for professionals like, you know, doctors, lawyers, um, anyone who needs to make, you know, an informed decision based on a lot of data and research and written materials. Um, one of the things that AI is really good at is finding text that is similar um, and, you know, making those connections, as I mentioned, between a question you're asking or text that you've written um, and helping you kind of find the most relevant things. Now, do we want AI to ultimately decide for you? This is the, you know, this is the diagnosis that you should follow, doctor. No, I don't think that's the best <laughs> use case yet for, for AI. Um, but what it can do is there's a lot of actual tedious, annoying work that goes into finding even, you know, the suggestions for the possible diagnoses. Let's put it in the medical context, right? So having to painstakingly, you know, search through all different document repositories and search um, and scroll. And it just takes time that, you know, a, a doctor might give up and, and go with, you know, the first result or something. Um, so that's not ideal either. So what AI can do is filter, find the most relevant information and surface it really quickly for that doctor so that then the doctor is still the one making the informed decision. And the doctor is still the one sort of reading between the lines of, oh, well, based on my you know, like human experience in treating this, I, you know, this answer doesn't, doesn't account for something else. And they can, you know, use their sophisticated human knowledge <laughs> to make the final call. But AI is really helpful in just getting us to a point where we're making a really informed decision. There's also a lot of talk and, and fear about AI taking jobs away. Um, you see any chance that it could one day replace attorneys uh, with an app, for instance, for legal representation? I In some cases? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I would say the first reason that maybe isn't talked about as much, it has nothing to do with like whether the technology could, you know, um, serve in that role, which we'll get to, 
it's just about the fact that the legal profession is like a guild, you know, it's very, it has layers and layers of sort of um, protectionism <laughs> built into it so that it's, it's self-governing, right? Where we have rules that we set for our own profession. And, you know, I think that that's actually the biggest, um, you know, roadblock to really, really significant change of how legal services are delivered. Um, like we have, for example, in certain states, there's sort of the inability of non-lawyers to have an ownership stake in a law firm. Um, and yeah, so there's there's just sort of like rules like that that will prevent <laughs> total sea change in a legal profession. But aside I, I from- I guess that, that's not to say that an AI tool couldn't pass the bar exam. <laughs> Right. They, they, they did find um, recently, you know, they tested whether AI could, you know, how it would score in the bar exam. And I believe it got, you know, a passing score. Um, but the, that's the thing. Being a lawyer is not just being um, a human Google. It's not just, you know, finding the right law. There's it's it's so funny when um, you do legal research, for example, like this is something it was. It's not obvious. Even having gone through law school when I first started working as a lawyer, um, you know, I remember people giving me assignments to research, you know, what the law is, you know, when, and there's a clear statue that says what the law is. Well, that's not the only story. There's also like, you know, regulations that relate to what the statute says. And then there's another, there's several cases that have sort of different spins on what that regulation means. And and then that in turn affects the statute. And so there's never like one answer. <laughs> that's sort of the, uh, the beauty and um, the challenge of law, there, there's very rarely just an obvious answer to most, um, you know, hard legal questions. Um, so you'll always need lawyers to be the ones um, to pull it all together, to synthesize. And, you know, there's also, of course, a lot of um, in-person aspects that are essential to the law. Um, you know, there's a whole school of thought that to get really to get a fair trial, it needs to be live and in-person. During the pandemic, we we sort of shifted more to, um, you know, courtroom proceedings over Zoom. But the lawyer is doing a lot when they're there in the courtroom. They're reading the judge. They're they're reading the jury. They're reading their client. That the vibes in the room and filtering that into how they, um, you know, how they explain the information. And so there's just a lot of um, complexity that's involved in, you know, getting to. Um, a legal resolution that machines will never be able to do. Now, that is not to say that there, we, we talked at the beginning or just now what I was saying about complex legal questions. There's probably, you know, a subset of legal questions where you just need a, a nudge in the right direction and you sort of just need to have a general sense. Um, those kinds of questions, if you are using a trusted, um, you know, legal trained AI tool, um, for sure, that will help. That will make things um, more accessible. It'll make it easier for people who are not lawyers to quickly kind of understand the basics of a, a legal question. But are you going to file that answer with the judge? Like, you need, you know, you're going to want a, a professional to really, who really understands all the nuances to, you know, have the final say there. I'm curious, do you think uh, judges could? could find an AI tool useful and maybe devouring a transcript and, and coming back with uh, thoughts or, or whatever. Believe it or not, I've, I've been on, you know, calls today with, with several of our customers we have, we're, we're used by 
um, numerous judges across the country. And what they use Clearbury for is when they're writing their orders, they also want to make sure that they have accurately uh, represented what, what's in the facts, that they accurately described what really happened in the evidence and, of course, the law, too. So, um, but it, Clear Brief were sort of the first tool of its kind to be in Microsoft Word and help the judge, they could select, you know, their sentence, which is the product of they've listened to the, you know, the hearings, they've read through the briefs, and they're like, this is what, these are the facts as I understood them. Now they can select the sentence and our AI will find where in the record that idea came from. And maybe it didn't come, it, it wasn't correct. And actually they they misremembered, it will flag that for them too. So it helps the judge ensure accuracy. And then before they publish the opinion, they can have visibility into all of you know, that underlying law um, by using our, our tool. So um, yeah, it's amazing. I, honestly, I love seeing judges who are excited about technology. They didn't grow up, you know, using technology necessarily some of the, you know, the judges that we work with. And it's just so cool to see how they're, you know, um, public servants who are taking their responsibility seriously to deliver, you know, the absolute best um, justice system that that they can do. And for that, they need technology because their their workload and their dockets are, are so, um, so heavy. They have just an insane amount of work. So <laughs> um, this is a way to do it, but ensure accuracy. Fascinating. For more info, where can people go, Jackie? Yeah, so they can go to clearbrief.ai or clearbrief.com. It's kind of funny. We started out with clearbrief.com um, because it, back in 2020, lawyers were were not as interested in AI. <laughs> so we thought, look, we'll, we'll focus on, you know, just the clearbrief part. But um, it's exciting to see that now everyone is starting to understand the importance of using you know, AI power technology in their practice. I guess we're just getting started. Jackie Schaefer, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you so much.